presented by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, July 10th. It's going to be a busy week for President Joe Biden. He's in London today, where he will be meeting with Prime Minister Richie Sunak this morning, and then King Charles III at Windsor Castle in the afternoon. This, of course, is preceding his trip to Lithuania for the NATO summit, and that is going to obviously be the big headline of the week as leaders of the Western world discuss the future of Ukraine and what they can do to help the country from the Russian invasion. One buzzy story for you this morning before we get to a scoop that we have in Playbook. There's an interesting story up on the Bleeding Heart, a blog about Iowa politics. It features a new group that just registered in Iowa two weeks ago that is paying for a mailer celebrating Donald Trump for, you will never guess it, standing up for LGBTQ rights. You heard that right. It sounds certainly like somebody who doesn't want him to win the Republican primary trying to troll him and hurt him with Iowa caucus voters, who are clearly right now in Trump's corner. According to this mailer, which again was reported by the Bleeding Heart, Trump is a, quote, transgender trailblazer for allowing a transgender woman to compete in a Miss Universe pageant in Canada. Apparently, Trump defended the decision in a 2012 interview with a Fox News personality. So expect this to create some buzz today. Some news for you in Playbook this morning. A crop of House Republicans that are aware of their own internal divisions over whether or not to impeach Biden cabinet officials are considering a different form of censure to register their disapproval, specifically defunding their salaries completely. You heard that right. Republicans, I've heard from a number of sources, are eyeing this obscure and sort of controversial procedure known as the Holman Rule, which allows appropriators to reduce the salaries of specific federal employees. You can probably guess the targets they're talking about. Attorney General Merrick Garland, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, and FBI Director Christopher Wray. Now, I'm told that this doesn't mean impeachment is off the table. In fact, I'm hearing that there's already talk in the Judiciary Committee right now about what an impeachment framework might look like if they do move forward with impeaching Garland specifically. They're talking about having impeachment in the Judiciary Committee, not in another panel like Democrats did with Trump's first impeachment. They're talking about this process dragging into potentially October. But the point is Republicans realize that they have some work to do with some of their own members. And because of that, they want something else that they can move quickly. Turns out the Holman rule is pretty easy to insert into legislative text. Now, this idea does have some traction amongst at least one impeachment skeptic. I cut up with Ken Buck, who is a Judiciary Committee Republican and Freedom Caucus member. Over the weekend, Ken Buck is surprisingly not on board with impeaching Garland or impeaching Mayorkas. He thinks it's premature and he doesn't think impeachment is supposed to be used for policy differences. In fact, the founders of the country debated that at the Constitutional Convention and decided not to allow impeachment to be used for policy differences. But Ken Buck is open to this idea of zeroing out their salaries. In fact, he told me this on the record. However, I did talk to another moderate Republican who was skeptical of this idea, This Republican told me that Democrats have done a lot of things, a lot of unprecedented things, to punish Republicans when they had the majority, including taking Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene off their own committees, 
when Republicans flipped the House, they eventually did the same thing to Democrats. And this member is worried about the Holman rule creating a slippery slope. He said to me, what happens if there's a President Ron DeSantis and there is a Democratic-led House? Are Democrats then going to defund the salaries of DeSantis's cabinet? It's a good question. But it's all just a reminder that these investigations of Biden's administration are really going to ramp up in the next couple of weeks. And Jim Jordan's committee is looking to make some headway when it comes to trying to argue to voters that there is corruption in the Biden administration, which, of course, denies all this. So there should be some blockbuster hearings, some reports coming out, and maybe even more news on this idea of taking away the salaries of cabinet officials. As for the rest of what's driving today, the Senate is back from the July 4th recess. The House will be back tomorrow. Vivek Ramaswamy is in Iowa and is going to be heading to New Hampshire later this week. And for more on what you can expect this week, visit politico.com slash playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. DCA was designed to serve regional airports within the perimeter. Yet a Delta-backed group is pushing for reckless changes to DCA's slot and perimeter rules that will threaten their access to our nation's capital and put communities' economic development plans at risk. Join CPARA to protect regional airports and regional access to Washington by visiting www.protectregionalairports.com.